episode 70 i'm your host andre cole uh i your girl's favorite gachapon uh prize uh i am joined today as always by alex jelena it's not 70 we already did episode 69 okay what's the point of doing a podcast if we can't decide our own numbering convention we did episode 69 on april 20th so now so we are on episode, episode 70. This is episode 66 then. Oh, I didn't I mean, miss sure. any episodes at all. If you want to do episode 66, fine. <laughs> no Jedi. Uh, we can be, we can be ep- ep- episode 66. Uh, okay. That's Alex Jelena. Hey. Uh, also joining us, Allison Saigan. Hey, I uh, saw Detective Pikachu and it's a good movie. Well, that's good to hear. I could have seen it like weeks ago because it's been out in Japan for a while, even with the mm-hmm. subtitle. And I was just like, I don't have money. But I saw Avengers twice. So. Uh, Pat. Hello. It's hot here today, and I'm trying to float going to see Detective Pikachu this afternoon. I, I saw it was like in the 80s, maybe in some areas yeah. of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, what the hell? It's going to be 80 here today. Uh, Erica Hernandez Hi, joining uh, us after a long hiatus. I also have a question for Alex. Did you shave your cat? Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Hello. Yeah, I'm back. I had to ask that. That was more important. Customary New York greeting. Did you say shave your cat? <laughs> and also joining us for maybe a brief stint, uh, Sam. Hello, everybody. Uh, whenever anyone says temperatures who doesn't measure them in Celsius, I'm like, oh my God, why are you dying? Because <laughs> I was like, oh, it was really cold. It was like 20 degrees. I'm like, 20 is the hottest it gets. <laughs> oh, I wish 20 was the hottest it gets here, but it's, it gets to like 40 in your temperature and your made up numbers that are too small to make any real sense. It is 16 <laughs> degrees where I am today, and that is warm enough to wear a t-shirt outside. It was 30 it's yesterday. Here, Why are we talking about the weather? <laughs> because uh, Gaming Fix, we're actually going through a little bit of a rebrand and <laughs> weather. Weather yes. hot new. You know, we're, we're trying to be ahead of the curve. Storm chases. Uh, climate change, Green New Deal. Uh, we want to be talking about that weather. Keep There's... it nice and topical. Tropical as well. Topical oh, and tropical. Hey. There's, but there's nothing that uh, ages better than talking about the weather, though. Like, yep. we're no, people who are listening I mean, to this. It perfectly dates the podcast. You'd be like, "Oh, damn!" They're talking about eighty degrees. I know what day that is. Uh, I didn't, actually, I didn't hit you with that date. It is eleventh um, <laughs> on both sides of the date line right now. Uh, but about to be uh, the twelfth. By the time we end this, it'll be the twelfth. But that's not your concern uh yeah so video games yeah uh alex how was the weather in the video game you played you know it wasn't bad um (laughs) the video game i played i'm pretty sure the weather's not dynamic but that's fine (laughs) 
Not every game needs it's sound fun. If, if your so, game doesn't have dynamic weather in 2019, it's like a Metacritic three. Yeah, it, no, it's it just like three Metacritic points off of the final score. No, no, it's a, it's a three out of one hundred on Metacritic if it doesn't have a dynamic weather system. Yeah, no, I'm, it does. Um, it does have, it does a, have a weather system. Three it, out of hundred. It does have a uh, day night cycle. Okay, that's kind of like okay. If it has a day night cycle but not a dynamic weather system, what are we doing? <laughs> well, that's because the game I played was Forager. Yay! Oh. At, at the recommendation of one Allison. So it uh, kind of well, has weather. Does it? Does it? I mean, uh, I mean, it has like have weather, but that doesn't mean it's I mean, dynamic. You planning. go to different areas that are. Yeah, it's climate. Weather. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's always it sunny. Areas that are weather. It's got, it's got, a, it's got a frozen bit. Sometimes the amount of enemies that show up on screen darken the sun. <laughs> what, what? That is true. That sounds like some evil magic. It's <laughs> there's evil those, magic in it too. Yeah, them skeletons mm-hmm. are not very friendly. <laughs> well, actually, at some point they do get friendly. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I played Forager. Uh, I think I've played just about as much as I'm going to play because uh, I, I think. Let me look at my Steam. I'm at 14 hours, and let's say a good amount of that is just idling because you can treat it like an idle game at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, my feelings on that game to get like without diving into what it is. Cause Allison's already talked about it, which is basically Stardew Valley meets Zelda. Um, but it's good. Yeah. I think it's really good. Uh, it's fun. It's interesting. It, it, it's kind of that loop of get stuff, watch numbers get bigger. Uh, fi- try to figure out how to collect more poop in the late game because it's hard to come across. I, uh, w- at one so point can, saw like, potatoes. Is this a Martian situation? <laughs> Uh, no, you want that so you can have animal feed. And no, I literally, I, I, your own feces or someone else's feces. So what I do is I use poop (laughs) to feed it to the cows who give you more poop. Oh yeah, me too. Um, I I once saw like energy thing. I once saw like 125 poop in the store and I was like, fuck yes. And I bought it all. Now I, I have more than I need to know what to deal with. And I got an achievement for it. Yep. because i had so much yep same here i got that i think the ch- achievement's called disgusting <laughs> you have it's like you have 200 poop in your inventory or something like that um oh, yeah, no. the poop is a human centipede and i'm against it <laughs> yeah this game is basically the human centipede of video games but um <laughs> yeah i don't know i think it's really good uh there's one issue i had with it i don't know if you ran into this allison is that i wish it gave you ever so slightly much more direction in that like when you get to the skill tree i was like okay well i can upgrade this 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 and then i upgraded this one thing like i upgraded something that's kind of further down the line and because it it doesn't really give you that much info other than unlocks lighthouses or unlocks whatever it doesn't explain what those Mm -hmm. are and i unlocked um i unlocked droids really early on and then as soon as i unlocked it i'm like okay let's look at the recipe this requires plastics and electronics and i'm like I don't even know what those are. And it turns out I was like <laughs> seven or eight upgrades away from even getting those. So like, mm-hmm. I wish it would give you like, say like, Hey, you're about to upgrade something that you can't use. Cause sometimes, especially late game levels come like once every half hour. It's kind of the same problem I had with Infinitoad actually. Yeah. I, I wish that the levels came a little bit sooner. Um, yeah. 
it, especially late game, because I ran into that too, where I'm trying to, uh, like my, my goals all need plastic and, uh, fun, fun fact, you need to have offshore drilling to make the, get the oil to make the plastic. Yep. And that's, that's kind of a later stage, uh, skill tree thing. So I had to figure out like, okay, where do I go for the skill tree? And I had to like unlock something else so that I could unlock plastic, uh, offshore drilling so I can make plastic. Yeah, uh, totally. So, yeah. So the, I think it would be, it would be nice, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind it being super laid back. Um, if for example, it basically, um, ha if, if, if the leveling moved faster so that it was like, Oh, okay. I can, I can actually get to this point reasonably fast. Yeah. Like at this point I'm in the forties or something, I think like 41, 42, somewhere around there. And Hello. I don't know if you heard the cat. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, levels are, it's like every half hour, 45 minutes. And that's sometimes if, like, there are little things that you can hit in the environment, which will uh, double your XP for doing certain things. And I, like, constantly mm -hmm. have those going because at this point, if you're not, it's going to take you, like, an hour or more to level. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's, it's good, but it has some just kind of... Um, there's some sugar they could add to it to make it better. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I wonder if they're going to do balance passes on that stuff. I mean, they, they talk or he, if he will do balance passes on that stuff. Cause he talks in the road, there's like a roadmap with like, a, like combat overhaul and a bunch of stuff coming. Mm -hmm. um, Cause the impression that I get is that, and you've both played a fair bit more than I have. I probably played like three hours, three or four hours of it. Um, but the impression that I get is that kind of like you sort of becomes an idle game eventually, but also while it's an idle game, there's loads you can go and do on the outskirts of like your town. Mm -hmm. Cause there's always like new puzzles and dungeons and stuff to do. And the impression I got is that to like see most of that stuff, it takes 30 to 40 hours. Of, oh, so, wow. um, I think there's a lot from the impression I get is there's a lot more there beyond the, like, building and tech tree aspect. There's a lot more like Zelda stuff in there, but, uh, that you get, can take a while to see it all. Yeah. So, um, I have some of the stuff that I think you're probably talking about, like the droids. I did end up crafting them at some point. Cause I was like, well, screw it. <laughs> if I'm going to stare at these things, I'm going to, I'm going to hard line straight for them. So, uh, and I also have a perk wherein, Sometimes when you're making stuff, it will make double of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got lucky with the droid and it made two. <laughs> so now I got two droids and the droids are really interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen them, but. Oh, I think no. they're in this video you're showing. On yeah, I've, I've seen a little bit of them. Yeah. So, yeah. So essentially what they do is they follow you around. They kind of hover around you. And if you're near mineable stuff or trees or whatever, they'll just take care of it for you. If you're near enemies, they'll do that for you. Uh, but they'll also collect anything in the area around you. So like, uh, if you have a bunch of fish traps, you can just walk near it and your droid will just go around and collect all of them, that kind of stuff. So yeah, like, and which is really helpful considering how fast the fish traps all go off. And then you're like, well, I gotta go get all of them. But yeah, 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 for sure. Like it's, it, they make things really, really useful. And that's the point where like, once you're in idle game mode, you still want to walk around to the islands and just have a droid following you so it can do everything. 
So sure. you're basically just doing a loop, just being like, all right, droid, take care of this, please. So I see. Yeah. yeah so uh, it's, how is the weather? Is it nice? Yeah, I yeah. can't remember. What you, is it pleasant? It's pretty consistently sunny. I mean, you get, yeah. you get the Arctic area, you get the desert area, you get the like hellish devil area. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. A nice uh, selection of biomes, you know, depending on what mood hits you. Uh, Sam, how has the weather yes. been in your video game land? Um, so I don't, I don't think it's worth talking about it too much because I haven't finished it yet, but, um, I've been playing Steinsgate elite, uh, which is the, uh, 2019 remake of the original 2010 visual novel Steinsgate. Uh, I've been playing it on the switch. Um, and even though I was like, Oh, I'll definitely love it on the switch. Cause I can play it wherever I like. I've just been playing it at home on my TV. Um, the killer feature for the switch is that you can just use one joy con and just thumb through all of the text, uh, as if it was like a clicker remote, which is kind of great. Like a PowerPoint um, presentation. <laughs> You're not so it's literally game. like a it's like a fancy PowerPoint presentation that has an extremely complex time travel story in it. Could I, could I just <laughs> put this on for like my students and just say, yep, okay, here's today's lesson. Tell me what happens at the end of class. You use the English version then probably Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Unfortunately, it doesn't have English dialogue, which I feel like is a huge bummer because the dub of the anime is fantastic. Uh, like the listening to it, the, the Japanese voice actors are basically the same. They don't sound any different at all to the like English ones. I actually, um, and more when I watched it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the dub. And I think that that would like, cause, uh, it's really irritating for Fiona to watch because she's like, she loves listening to games that have a really good plot while she's like browsing the internet on her phone or something. And she's like, well, I have to just pay attention. And at that point I might as well be playing the game myself. Uh, and when I, the other day sat down to eat dinner and just put Steinsgate on with the auto dialogue advance, uh, and for 30 minutes, didn't touch the controller. She was like, you're not even playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, so I am surprised that there is uh, so little dialogue. Like I having played like Danganronpa and uh, the nonary games, like in the past year, like those at least have like conversations and stuff that you're engaging with and like a little yeah. bit of gameplay, like wandering around like a space kind of, but I'm surprised there's just none of that. Yeah. It's totally different. Like, um, uh, basically there comes a point in the story where you, the game goes, do you want to do this action? Yes or no. Uh, and it's like a store, a, a big story piece. And you saved that, over your save file. Yeah, uh, well, no, luckily it quick saves for you every time that there's a decision point. But I did save over my save file instantly after doing it by complete, like on autopilot. Um, but yeah, the, that first decision, that huge first decision, that's like press ZL to do this and press ZR to do another thing. That is 23 hours into the game. Uh, up until that point. Yeah. Basically you frequently get text messages from other characters in the game. And those text messages will be like, Hey, Hey, Okari, I'm, I'm, I had a really good time yesterday. Do you want to go and get some, 
like noodles or um, should we hang out at the lab? And basically you can highlight one of the words and click A and it will write a text and you can see what it says and you can reply with that text message. Uh, uh, so like there is interaction throughout the game, but having watched the anime, I'm, well, I watched like 10, 15, 10 or so episodes of it. I didn't get, um, I basically didn't get to the time leaps, but I did get to the time emails. Yeah. Which is that's a- where I got to in the show. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, up until that point, the story in the anime and the story in the visual novel were exactly the same note for note. Um, the thing that I would say that is like way, way better than the visual novel, uh, better than the anime, sorry, is that, um, you get to hear the inner monologue of the main character. So like, there's a lot of points in the show where you're like, oh my God, this guy's completely insufferable. Why does anyone like him? And then in the game, he's like, oh, I have to pretend to be an asshole because that's what everyone expects of me. But I really do care about X, Y, Z. So I will make sure that this happens. And like, oh, that like, it looks like the nice things that he does in the anime are like, unintentional or for his own purposes. But then in the game, he's like, I'm going to do this, but just to be nice. Uh, so it's really good. And also when the crazy, crazy time travel stuff starts to happen, he's like, yep, I know what's going on here. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And then like you said, there's so much more emotion in the visual novel. And I can see why, like there's a, uh, I, I have seen online that there is a lot of division between fans who like the visual novel and like the game, uh, the, the, the anime. The anime. Yeah. And, uh, I can hundred percent see why people would say that. Um, also the new, the elite remaster is literally just like, it is just the anime with a few extra scenes of animation. Um, so like it's fully like all the scenes in the background are all all fully animated rather than traditional visual novel where it's like, they show you a static location and then fades in a character and that character like might change expression, but mostly you are first person looking at a thing. Whereas in Steins Gate Elite, it's like, it's just the anime with visual novel dialogue underneath <laughs> and any scene that isn't. Sorry, Karen. Oh, I was just, how much of an anime is like, how many episodes of the anime are there? I remember you watched all of it, Alex. Yeah. Uh, right. 24, 25. Yeah. Are they yeah. twenty minute episodes? Yep. How is that long? I know. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, well, how is this game so long? Because you're reading so, it like, all. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you're reading it all. And like yeah. any scene yeah. that isn't in the anime, they only have basic animation for it, and uh, often no voices. So there'll be lots of scenes where you'll have like there'll be a big conversation in the main room that they spend the majority of their time in, and that like they'll like use be like they'll use role from earlier scenes. They'll use stuff like that. And they just won't have the spoken dialogue. It'll all be written. So anything that seems new is, is just written. I would still like massively recommend it to anyone though. Um, if anyone's curious about visual novels and like, especially if you have a daily commute, I think that this game could be perfectly played in like 20 minutes, 30 minute chunks. So it's a, yeah. I'm really fascinated in it because like, I want to try to understand, this is not like a knock against the practice at all. I want to try to understand how people enjoy playing 
a visual novel and watching an anime that are basically the same thing. Cause it seems to me that like, if you get the story out of the anime, why wouldn't you get a Crunchyroll subscription for a month for $15 and watch the anime rather than paying $60 for a visual novel that you're going to spend 30 to 40 hours playing. I mean, so, and, and I know that coming it out that way makes coming out saying it that way makes it sound like I'm being like condescending or like hypercritical. I, I understand obviously people like doing this, so I'd like to kind of get why that is. Yeah. I would, I would compare it to watching the Lord of the Rings movies versus reading the books. Like it's just, a ratio, that, yeah. it's a ratio of content. I guess, but yeah, like is. the movies are a very, a vastly different experience than the books because it's like, like if this game is the anime scenes, you're kind of getting the anime while you play it, you know, like it's the same style of animation. It's the same. It, it almost would be like to me, if you watch the Lord of the Rings animated version and then Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings was just a, his take on the animated version again. Um, and like, you were watching it um, again. I don't know. Probably not many people have done this, but they're like, it's when they adapt a comic into, uh, or like when they adapt yeah. a novel into a graphic novel. Sure. Uh, so like Stephen King for the dark tower, he wrote, he turned volume four into a graphic novel and it was really cool. It was a totally different prospect. And I would say that that's kind of like a visual, visual novel to anime because the visual novel, especially like, Steinsgate is kind of a different prospect in Elite. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen a game that had this much, like a visual novel that had this many cutscenes. Well, I say had this many cutscenes. It's all cutscene. Like right, right. Every, every scene is is animated. Yeah, like actually animated instead yeah, yeah. of just like a still graphic or whatever. Pretty much every other visual novel is like uh, it is like yeah. um, like a dang and romper. It's uh, you know, you are face on. It's like, you know, old school Final Fantasy games. You get like the right. the, the text box, the picture of the person who's speaking and a rough idea of where you are. Whereas the anime is usually like way more detailed. You see the emotion on the characters. You see like the visual novels are usually not fully voiced. Mm-hmm. Steins Gate Elite is like a much, much higher production value package than any other sure. visual novel I've played by a country mile. Yeah. I'm just interested in the, the, the differences in the experience, I guess. And, um, I am not necessarily skeptical of it because obviously there's so many people who enjoy that, that clearly there's like far be it for me to say that that's not a valid thing at all. Um, but, uh, I'd like to understand like that experience more, I guess. Um, because it's a interesting even having had it explained to me a few times and having, having had analogies like that, I still don't quite get it. Uh, so I don't know. I just wish that it wasn't $60 on switch. Um, I'm super, super interested to play on switch. Yeah. I'm super interested to play zero. Uh, I'm going to do that like straight away, straight after it's already in my rental queue. Uh, and then as soon as I finish zero, I'm probably going to watch the anime for both. Cause I'd love to see where they cut stuff out. Uh, does, yeah, it's like reading it, watching a movie adaptation of a book that you really like. Yeah. But, I guess the, the disconnect for me in that analogy is just the, like when you read the book, it's all in your head. There's no visual component. Whereas when you're reading, when you're reading a visual, going through a visual novel, you are getting, especially it sounds like this one, you're getting such a, 
similar experience yeah. visually to the thing, to the anime. One question I, cause I never got to the time leaps, Alex, maybe that you can answer this. Like, isn't, I was under the impression that once all that stuff starts happening in the anime, it all just happens. It's not like they like get to episode 20 and then go back so much as it's all just sort of happening in one big stream like a character yeah, pop in in episode 16 and you don't know why they're there. But then when you get to episode 20 that you'll see that character leaving to go back, but it doesn't necessarily follow them back. There's that's there's, what I've seen in the visual novel so far, but yeah, yeah. Like, like it happens that way a little bit. Like, okay. To, to get too much into it is kind of spoilery, but yeah, um, no, I don't, I don't want you to spoil anything. And also it should be noted, like with all the conversation of like this being the anime, but in visual novel form, the original, the original Steinscape from 2010 did not look anything like the anime. Like it totally. did, not, did yeah. not have anywhere near the production values. This is basically the same dialogue and everything, but they're yeah. just taking the production values of the anime to make it gotcha. look nicer. So, and that makes more sense. I think, cause like I totally understand why you would play persona four and then watch the P4 anime. Like that makes I get that completely. Cause like, that's totally I more in line for me with what you're saying with the like book to movie adaptation. Yeah. But, but also to step back like five, five conversations ago, <laughs> the making decisions like 20 hours in, that's totally normal for a visual novel, like wonderful yeah. every day. I made a total of, let's say four decisions over the course of like a 60, 50, 60 hour playthrough. Were so, you actually engaging in like dialogue conversations, like selecting prompts or anything, or was it literally just you had those four decisions and those were like the extent of you having to like move a cursor during gameplay? The latter. Okay. But like the thing is with those, it's the kind of thing, like the reason that they auto save for Sam is because generally those are branching paths where things yeah, go yeah, completely for different. Sure. So selecting one means you have to go back and then yeah. you know to get the complete pack or complete experience you usually have to go back yeah. and then see the other Just what i like I, with like the nonary games like you're, you can go through like you're going through conversations constantly throughout those games and like mm -hmm. those conversations have impacts and stuff so yeah I, I think i i would prefer the that's that style to the Steinsgate and wonderful everyday thing of we've got like four choices for you in the whole game. I'd prefer just to have it's, like stuff coming up to like, Oh, okay. Yep. Got to stay awake. I think it's more <laughs> than four, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah like, it's not yeah. A discount that just for me. And also the notary games have the active uh, gameplay puzzle stuff. Puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that which, also which is why I, I mean, Aside from it being one of my favorite series, I, I would also just recommend those games if you're new to visual novels or you want to get that kind of experience, but also have a kind of an active, more active experience, I guess. Wish that third game, they didn't oh, drop okay. the ball so okay. hard. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, I would definitely say uh, that uh, Steinsgate is very much, to me, like the experience of reading an actual novel. Like I'm sitting down, I'm oftentimes playing it on mute or quite quietly because uh, I don't need to hear the dialogues. It's in Japanese. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's very much like reading a novel or reading a comic is actually probably what I describe it to most. Yeah. Anyway, I actually also have to go. So okay. have, have a good one. Uh, thanks thanks for Bye. Goodbye. But yeah. Uh, if, wait, if, how was the weather in Steinsgate? <laughs> you never found out. It, there's a couple scenes where it's raining i won't talk about why but um 
if you guys ever want to try a visual novel that's a little shorter in scale, but like kind of this like actual reading a novel style of thing, then go back and play uh, Heart of the Woods. Cause that's that, that was much. the one that you played earlier this year, correct? Yep. January, February, whenever it was. Uh, I that was thinking about that recently. I, I want to play that, but it's, also I want to have money. And <laughs> yeah, it's about 10 to 12 hours, I think. And oh, it, it there's is like a it, demo for that too. I think I meant to play yeah. that. Yeah. The demo is actually not even in the actual game. It's like a completely different right. like, side story, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Cool. I think part of the appeal of uh, Steins Gate to me, and I will probably play it at some point um to try it uh and switch seems like a good place to do it um the part of the appeal to me is that we've gone into this but i don't think we've talked about much of the podcast i kind of detest time travel as a plot mechanic like i think it's almost almost always leaves massive plot holes Mm -hmm. that don't make any sense whether it's like the characters are smart enough to have come up with a better solution or the mechanic itself is broken or whatever and like the only thing that I've seen, the only time travel movie that I've seen that the time travel in it is good is in primer, which is like the hipster answer to that. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> that is very much the hipster answer. It's also the only good, the only movie with a good time travel mechanics. <laughs> Um, what about... kind of unwatchable like i'm sorry but when i watched it in high school with my high school friends like one of them literally had a, a giant like diagram of like how the top of all the time yeah. to, like understand that movie right and i like that stuff so it's i found that enjoyable and i've every other time travel movie i've watched i've been like like there's parts of a lot of them that I like that make me like the thing overall, but the time travel is usually bad. And the thing with Steins Gate is that from where I got in the anime, it seems like I might actually like it. And it is also one where you have a giant diagram of where all the stuff happens and okay. <laughs> everything yeah. goes. So yes. that's part of why I think I might like it. Yeah, the, the diagram uh, is nice. has a good time travel. Looper's okay. I, I, okay. I also say like, <laughs> Looper's a great movie, but the time travel in it is okay. Uh, I'd be really, I mean, again, I'd just be really interested to see what you thought about the Zero Escape, Noner Games, time travel. Maybe eventually, yeah, at at some point. Actually, the Zero Escape game time travel stuff is very much like some stuff with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, (laughs) it's coming up. (laughs) Yeah, like actually. Uh, Man, that, 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 different podcast. But yeah, no, Steinsgate, just because Sam isn't here, the, the visual novel is really fantastic. I played the 2010 yeah. one, so I, I haven't had the experience of this newer one, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing what so he thinks of Zero. Is the, okay, is the newer one, <laughs> is the one he's currently playing a recreation of the previous game? Yes. Like a re- okay. Yep. It's okay. Like the same thing, but with the upgraded visuals because they made a, an anime out yep. of the original yeah. visual novel. So it's a remaster. Also, like I will say, sure. if you haven't seen anything about this game, the anime, which you probably are if you're watching right now, but the anime is one of the most incredibly animated modern anime. I, I was totally blown away. The whole reason that I was willing to give it a shot, despite my time travel apprehension, is because of how gorgeous it is. So mm-hmm. definitely just look at it a little bit, if nothing else. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah. Neato. Um, and as, as I meant, you guys would know, is the Nonary games on Switch? Yep. Or no, no, no they're no. not. It should think, be though. Yeah, yeah we that's, talked about that's that. my barrier. Um, those those people are making a game with the Donkin Rumpa people. Yeah, yeah. Or they're making they're just making Donkin Rumpa. <laughs> At this point, I think the only place I would probably play a visual novel is on Switch. Um, 
I would I think they were maybe do it on, on a tablet on like PC, but uh, I can't. I tried with. I'm. This is a me thing, not a problem. And I'm not at all dunking on visual novels. I cannot sit at my desktop and play a visual novel. It has. Right. It doesn't work for me. Uh, I wish I could. Can't you stream games? stuff from PC to Xbox now? Or is it it's not even that. Way? It's 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 such a it, stuff that's very reading intense. It's this is a true thing about JRPGs too. So it's not just visual novels. If it's like a thing where you're thumbing through a lot of dialogue and sort of sitting and and reading a lot it just doesn't work for me on pc anymore because i like have a hard time with like i, I want to be like laying in bed or like lounging on the couch or something oh yeah no that's what i'm saying yeah it's yeah i was like it's can't you i was yeah it is on ps4 i was wondering no, but i need to, i'm saying yeah, i need the option to be able to do it before bed basically like lay in bed and read it and get a vita it's a me thing transfer from the ps4 to your vita you can play the first one on DS, although the the DS version is not as good. Nine nine nine, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And then because, you can well, play VR on Vita, right? Maybe on DS. Maybe it'll come to Switch. Hopefully, it'll come to Switch. But but Pat, but Pat, you know what game you don't have to thumb through a lot of dialogue for? What's that? The one you brought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I brought. How's the weather? <laughs> the weather. Let's see. Well, if we there's one of them has weather. Um, I should bre- I can briefly talk about Descenders first because uh, that one that one's the one with the weather um, and dialogue. <laughs> Descenders doesn't have any dialogue, doesn't it? Oh, I thought it did. My no. Um, so no, I've been playing enough kingdom hearts games as well to, to that. I need non-dialogue in my <laughs> other games, which I won't get into it here, but it's so weird. Cause I'm really enjoying dream drop distance, but wow. It feels like a slog because of like, it's twice. Every world story is twice as long. I just play, I just watched the cutscenes and it felt like a slog. It's a good game though. Like it's fun to play. It has Pokemon in it. Um, like you, like Pikachu Pokemon mechanics, not a, not an actual oh, Pikachu. No, not real not Pokemon. Snorlax. But it has Pokemon mechanics. All the enemies are you can like you you can monster ranch them by synthesizing materials. Oh, it's got Monster uh, Rancher too. It's oh based. It's really more Monster Rancher than Pokemon. Okay, but if, if, if it was legit Monster Rancher, I would probably go buy it. How like the weather and Monster Rancher. <laughs> okay, anyway. depends what CD you put in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they should make a new Monster Rancher, and you can scan um, uh, QR MP3. codes instead of CDs. MP3s uh, or put MP3s into it. Sure, whatever. Just put it, laser disc. Yeah, um, no, they should. That's right. They should use the like the the Shazam like audio how you like those programs in monster rancher oh my god perfect uh, Guys, anyway I, I gotta go i gotta learn some unity <laughs> descenders <laughs> descenders is a uh mountain biking game um which is a weird thing i saw it on uh steam and was drawn to it because it was getting a really positive reception um and it seemed like the kind of game that wouldn't get a positive reception normally. Like it didn't seem it's it, looking at the trailers. I was kind of like, well, this is just trials because the trailers make it look like trials a lot like trials, like the it's perspective been, on the camera and the trailers around for a while. Yeah. It's been in early access for a long time. I had never really heard of it at all until it came out. It's in 1.0 now. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, well, I don't really need this. If it's just trials, even if it's really good. Cause I like, I'm one of the people who likes trials risings a lot and still, pops it open and plays a little bit now and then. Um, but actually what Senders is, is it's much more like that Ubisoft game steep, mm-hmm. um, which is a game I quite enjoy. 
like a lot. That's another one that I go back to like three or four times a year and play it for a weekend. Um, cause I just like the way it controls. And that's kind of, uh, the core of descenders is it's a, it's a mountain biking game, but you're behind the back, not trials perspective. And you are, I don't know if the mod, if I'd call the model realistic, cause I'm not a mountain biker. So I don't know if it feels anything like actual mountain biking, but it's very fast and you're like carving around corners and stuff. So like you use the right stick to put the bike sideways and slide around bends, but you're using your momentum to do it. So it doesn't, it's, it's like Forza horizon to mountain biking, like in that, like it's, yeah, sure. Maybe it's not it super arcadey yeah. going for a little more like it's, it's tricky, it's but very it's physics-y is really yeah. what it is. is it, you know is what it's, you know what it reminds me of is I don't What's know that? how dated this reference is, but it reminds me of motocross madness. Sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, it doesn't feel like that game, but I see what you're saying. And I love those games. It's just probably yeah. part of why I'm enjoying this so much. The thing that's, yeah, that's kind of put it over for me as like a thing that I've done more than just like play for a half hour and then put it down is the structure of it because it's actually also a like roguelite game. Mm-hmm. So you start a run and it low, it procedurally generates all of the courses. It seems like they're built out of parts. Cause I've definitely gotten the same course or what feels like almost the same course before. Um, but you start this run and you, the different courses kind of have different themes is the wrong word, but they all have the, all courses have different stats. Basically. Some of them are more steep. Some of them have more curves and some of them have more stunt jumps. And when you go off a jump, you can totally do like, skate or Tony Hawk style tricks off of it where you're like tweaking your spins with the right stick and using buttons to do like the grab tricks and stuff. There's only one button for tricks cause there's only really the one kind of trick you do with a bike, um, which is like take certain parts of your body off of it. <laughs> uh, it's in the air. Um, but, uh, you can do like, you know, backflips and corkscrews and stuff. And, and that stuff is fun. Um, but to me, the real fun of it is more navigating the courses than the, the trick stuff. Um, I don't even really know what the points get you, but it does track them and you get points for speed, sliding, doing the tricks, getting big, doing big jumps. Um, but what's interesting is when you bail, you lose health. And if you bail like super hard, you lose more health and your health is consistent through a run. So you'll do the first run in a session, or I should say through a session, you'll do the through first run, get to the bottom of the hill. And then you're presented with a map that has nodes on it. Kind of like a, almost like a FTL or something like that, except you're moving across a landscape on the map and you'll have different choices. Like you can go to this track, which is steeper and has more stunt jumps. You can go to this track, which is shallower, but has lots of curves there's a bunch of different stats um, and a bunch of different modifiers that can happen. Um, sometimes there can be weather where you're in a storm. Uh, and the goal is to kind of get to the end to get to a boss track and it's called a boss track. Um, and it's the boss because there's a huge jump in it that you have to complete to finish the, that map. Then they're often like challenging jumps to complete. Um, and the modifiers are really interesting. Like some of them are like, you're in first person now, which is hard. Um, there's some that are like, yeah, you take extra damage or, um, and then, then every track has a bonus objective. That'll be like do two backflips, complete the track in 30 seconds. When you do those, you get health back. So the goal is to like 
not die basically because if you die you bail out and start over um and there's four regions so you go through four different maps if you can i haven't been able to make it past like a track or two into the second region because it's uh, actually uh, quite a hard game um in a way that feels good though because you can like quick restart a run with just a button press after you die um so you can just kind of keep moving the the main menu is like a big open lobby where you can just ride around and try out different terrain types and go on half pipes and stuff and get a feel for different tricks and stuff like that if you want um and then there's a bunch of other interesting mechanics around the periphery like there's like sponsors that i don't really understand yet where if you do enough sponsored tracks you get a sponsor and i think it allows you to influence what kind of nodes you get because there's like a backwoods sponsor a speed sponsor and a stunt sponsor because like some of the tracks too aren't tracks it's just like wilderness and you have to find your way to the bottom um so it's just an interesting game it's not it's not uh there's not much more to it other than completing these runs over and over again there is a multiplayer component whenever you do a track there's always like other people on it i assume they're ghosts but uh, I'm not really sure the multiplayer stuff is just came out in the 1.0. So. Right. So I don't know how that works. Cause I'm saying whenever you play it at all in any session, you see names of people up in the corner and you see other people like riding around, you can't really interact with them at all, but you see them. And I don't know if they're actually racing on the same track as you, that would seem weird to me cause it's all supposed to be procedural. So I don't really know how any of that works or if there's like a specific multiplayer mode that I haven't noticed. Um, so it's got some track mania in there. I think that's really what it is. And that's kind of, that's sort of like, I would say if you like steep, if you like track mania, this is sort of that kind of thing. Watching the video, it totally reminds me of dirt rally in a way of just like the, yeah. like the going down the course and, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I, back on the I, PS2, I played a lot of, or my brother had like a downhill bike racing game that I played a lot of. Yeah, that reminds me of that too. Yeah, I don't remember. It's it's really really. Oh, the other thing I should say too, and this is going to totally be to taste, but the soundtrack in it is awesome, in my opinion. It's very. It's all like, um, sort of ambient environmental EDM artists, um. And it's like really, really, really good, um, uh, Atmo like EDM. Um, so if it creates this sort of like very flowing kind of music soundscape while you're biking down the mountain. So it just, I don't know. It's one of those games that it's not like it's like super, super deep, but it has, it just feels so good to play it. Um, and I've never gotten mad when I've like bailed out or whatever, because it's just like so easy to just kind of get going again. Um, and every time you finish a run, you unlock a cosmetic, there's like a billion cosmetics and there's no like loot box component or anything. It's just, you get a random one when you finish a run based on then like how good the cosmetic is, is based on how good your run was. Um, and as I understand it, there's like some really zany ones in there eventually. Um, okay. Uh, it, can you buy stuff with real money? Nope. Okay. Nope. There are no microtransactions. How could you fuck me on this? <laughs> <laughs> but the other game that I played, I would, I would definitely recommend. Wait, how was, how was the weather? It storms sometimes and you can't see. Okay. 
that's what happens. I've the storms. There's like a, there's also a mechanic where as you get, I think this is what the points are for now that I'm thinking about it. As you complete tracks, you eventually unlock more crew members, which are like not, they don't ride your bike with you, but they're like, um, people like on your like team or whatever, and are, I guess, fixing up your bike between rounds or whatever. And they do different things. Like some of them are good for like, you can see more nodes on the map farther out. So you can see what direction you're going. You can see compasses to the finish line. Like the bike is more stable in turns or whatever. Um, and there's one of them that makes storms happen less, but so far our storms have just seemed like limited visibility and they're not that bad. So I don't know, maybe they get worse in other regions. Um, in the starting one, they're struck by lightning while you're riding your bike. That'd be not good. Uh, <laughs> that PS two game I was thinking of is downhill domination. Yes. I've heard of it. I don't think I played that. Ever. I played that a lot. Cause you know, kid with limited games. The other thing that I would say with descenders, that's interesting. Um, they, put it on sale for like 25% off for their or 20% off or something for their launch sale. That was kind of what put me over the edge on buying it is I was kind of like, wow, this is, this looks pretty cool. And this is probably the most it will be on sale for the next few months at least. So I don't know if it's still on sale, but uh, if it sounds interesting, you should pick it up. Cause it's not that expensive. It's, like, it's, it's on sale through May 14th. On sale. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just like 20 bucks normally or like 22 and like 16 or 18 now. Um, and I totally think it's worth that price because it's a really fun, like do a couple runs before you log off or whatever. Um, the thing that I have played more seriously uh, and spent a lot more time on this, the past couple weeks is a game called Mordhau, which has at this point kind of blown up. Um, Mord, how could you fuck me like this? <laughs> I don't think we didn't hear you, Alex. If you just said something, uh, you mean the one that came from the chivalry developers? Oh God, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> this is a game from a developer called Triturnion, um, who is, they are a tiny team um, of less than 20 people sort sort of spread out all over the world. And as I understand it, the, largely the game was made by one person and then they did a Kickstarter a couple years ago that raised like 200 grand. Um, and for the last few years have been operating on those funds alone, basically. Um, and he brought in a larger team to help, uh, flesh out the art and like get the game ready to go. And, uh, ironically they didn't do a, uh, early access launch because they wanted they've had an alpha for their backers, but they wanted like the game to just launch 1.0 and have a great launch. And then it had kind of a garbage launch, uh, because they had a lot of server issues. Um, but anyway, I, before we get into that, if you haven't seen this game yet, um, it's basically a first person slasher. It's like a, a medieval combat game, uh, focused around largely melee combat. Um, heavily physics based, uh, very high skill ceiling, but actually super accessible at the same time. Um, and as it compared to dead Island, <laughs> uh, well, it's funny. Like if you've seen, like, um, my partner talks of like loves, loves, loves Vermintide too a lot, a lot. And I also really like that game, but, but she's way more into it even than I am. And whenever she looks over and watches me play Mordhau, she comments on how, how much it looks like Vermintide. So it definitely has like 
when you're when you watch it played it has similarities to those kinds of games um it's a little more um complex in terms of like the controls um because it has less it's a just a different kind of game but uh it's got bot play but it's largely competitive like you play a multiplayer against other people um and uh it has a bunch of different modes it has like one life team skirmish modes it has free for all death matches team death matches has like an objective based conquest kind of mode um all the way through to like there's actually a battle royale mode which is hilarious because it's like 64 people spawn in because obviously there's no flying machines because it's medieval times you just kind of spawn in on the map with this there were i i I like the idea of them just like creating some medieval 64 people airdrop into a ren fair and brutally murder each other it's definitely got sounds like the ren fairs i've gone to it it is kind of like a ren fair gone wrong because it's it's like historically accurate to a point, but not super so much. Um, like one of the problems in the game right now is that it's a pretty limited, you can basically make like, um, white guy or tan white guy. Uh, those are like the skin tone options so far. Um, but from what I gather that has more to do with the team, like being super small and just not like they're all European and just thinking about like, I don't necessarily ever buy the resources argument because like it, it would take an afternoon to make a darker skin tone if that, Maybe, but, but when, well, when you're 20 people and you're working on it, uh, I can, I can see yes. that when it's, Absolutely. When it's exactly. studio, I think resources becomes yeah, a totally um, or argument, but with like and, a small team like that, I think. And they've talked about how they're going to add more character customization options, how they want to add um, like women to the game and stuff in a way that, that like, is smart and not just like looks bad, you know? Um, so I don't think it's, it's from any like desire to, to not have diverse options for character creation at all. Um, but that's, that's the biggest knock I have against the game right now. And I will say that like in my dealings with the community while in game, it's the same kind of garbage that you would expect from any multiplayer PC game. Um, when you're, when you go to like the forums and stuff, the second that, there's a lot of people like asking for more diverse character options. And the second that someone suggests that like, Ooh, force diversity SJWs, they get shut down by the mods and shut down by the community manager and shut down by the majority of the community. So it's actually not, it's surprisingly like normally medieval combat game. You would expect it to just be a like, lightning rod for shitty people but does it the community actually seems pretty cool uh so far um the, at least the community outside of the game again in game sucks but you can turn off the chat box if you want <laughs> and there's no voice chat which is great um but i guess like that all kind of that all that out of the way it's just like a spectacularly good um melee game like it's hysterically funny at times and also really 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 well-made and super deep. Um, the, the base idea is like, obviously you can swing your sword, right? So there's a bunch of different ways you can swing it. You can, you can slash in either direction, left and right. You can chop downwards from the left or the right. You can do kind of an uppercut swing on the left or the right, or you can do a thrust. And the way you do all those is based on where you move your mouse and what button you press. So if you're like left clicking, you're going to kind of do your attack based on where a little arrow indicator is on your crosshair. If you roll the mouse forward, you're going to do a stab. If you roll the mouse down, you'll do a chop. 
Um, and it's, uh, feels really kinetic and good. This, just the swings. But then from there, there you can parry obviously, um, which is sort of a timed thing. It's not a held block. You can only block forever if you have a shield. Um, and a big one. Um, so you can parry. And then when you parry, you can immediately strike back. But if your opponent's on it and you're in one-on-one, they can also parry that, that counterattack. So like you could just do that forever. But then from there, there's a thing called chambering where if someone attacks you from one direction, if you mirror their attack with your attack, just before they hit you, you, get their, you, you hit their blade or whatever out of the way and then attack them back, which has a tighter parry window and it's harder for them to block, but they could also chamber that and swing back at you. So it basically, there's no limit to how long a duel could last if both players are extremely skilled. And then it starts to become a thing of like movement and, um, feints. You can do a feint where you go to swing your weapon and then, hit a hit the Q key on the keyboard. If you're playing with the default controls and then you actually cancel your swing and it can trick them into a parry. And then you can quickly follow up with an attack. They can't block as they're still coming out of their parry animation. So it has like fighting game esque complexity to the combat um, in terms of like the mind games and sort of the, like who's going to swing when um, the fun part is if you play the team game team modes, that doesn't really matter that much because <laughs> it's just like 32 versus 32 people all slamming into each other and people are accidentally hitting their teammates and people are doing like, like I got an achievement because I um, cut two people's heads off with one swing at one point um, just because like it gets so chaotic and fun that it's, that it, it, it's just totally ridiculous. So it has that sort of extreme level of depth. If you're, if you go on to like a dual server and seek it out, but then also if you're not interested in learning those complexities, you can just jump into the larger game and it's just a blast and hilarious. There's a, um, there's a loot weapon. It's, sort of more of a tool, I guess. And when you left click while you have it equipped, you like play the loot. Um, and people have figured out how to mod in custom songs. So it's like a MIDI device. Um, so like people will like run around the battlefield playing sandstorm on their loot, (laughs) just like TF2 and the, and the, and the community started to implode over like, you need to, you need to take the loot out. It's too much. So instead they increased the volume of the loot in the next (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's the best. Okay, um, I great. To play this game. But yeah. like last night, so the reason it's called Mordhau is Mordhau is a type of grip in um uh like medieval martial arts where you take your sword and because you're wearing like chainmail gauntlets, you actually grip it by the blade and then bash people with the handle, the pommel and and the guard. Um, so you can do that in the game. If you push the R key, um, you can change your grip on your weapon. Um, and then for smaller weapons, that'll just throw the weapon sometimes for bigger weapons, but like spears, you can just throw them with the R key, but you can, um, like on a sword, you can change your grip to the Mordhau grip. Uh, so for the loot, the default position is you're playing it, but if you hit R, then you start, then you can start bashing people with it. Like it's a club. So last night I was playing with a couple of friends and we were doing an objective, um, there's not every map has a different kind of frontline style of objectives. It's a mode called frontline and it always involves capturing a uh, middle post. And then from there, there's some kind of objective to complete. It just so happened that the map we were on had a cart push objective. That's actually 
the only map that has that. So it's not like normally like the Overwatch or TF2 payload thing. This just happened to be the one map that has it. And you don't have to do it to win. You can also deplete the tickets on the opponent's side. But uh, we were pushing this cart and I was playing the loot with a character that has on a like Robin Hood archer's cap, no shirt and like riding hosen, which is like long underwear with some leather chaps um, standing on top of the cart, playing the loot full blast. And then I uh, was jumping down from the loot and bashing people's skulls in with it to kill them. And we got the cart almost all the way to the objective. And I had like five kills at the end of it just from the loot. Uh, and it was the funniest thing ever. Like it was just, I was just like cackling with laughter the entire time. Um, Cause it's so good. Uh, and um, there's just like, same game. I played a character with a maul, like a giant hammer and hit someone in the head with an overhead strike. And it just explodes their head like a watermelon. Uh, and so, and there's things like there's a perk called flush wound where you live for five seconds after you should have died. So you can like have your leg hacked off and then be hopping around on one foot for five seconds and continuing to attack the person that has killed you. Um, it just has tons of like dumb stuff like that. In addition to being very tight and um, well-made if you want to play it at a super high level. Could you, um, could you change your in-game nickname fairly easily? I think it's just your steam name. Damn. Well, maybe I'll change my well, steam you can name. Change your steam name. Well, yeah, you can change your steam yeah, name. Super like, I, I would change my steam name to Gallagher and then just run around with that hammer. <laughs> yeah. And what's cool is like the, the, the other side of this, this is all stuff you could kind of get out of, chivalry to a degree um this game is just you know it's an unreal 4 game so it looks better and stuff but the 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 thing is there's also a full like progression thing there's again no microtransactions no no real money purchases but um when you complete games you get gold and you use that gold to buy stuff so there's like a starting set of classes um that are all pre-made uh, but then from there you can make custom characters and those you are working with a point system, kind of like black ops, uh, where, you know, uh, a heavy curious might cost three points and you have, I think 16 points to work with. So you could spend up to nine points on your armor for head, body legs. Um, but then within the armor, there's like a billion cosmetic options already for different kinds of armor at each level. And you can change like the arm pads and your gauntlets and your shoes in addition to the like part that actually is the armor piece. Um, and then the same thing's true for the weapons. So there's like 40 or 50 weapons in it so far, um, ranging from like quarter stabs to loots to long bows to crossbows to like, sway handers and stuff like that. Like there's just loads and loads and loads of weapons that all behave a little bit differently. Um, and those all have cosmetic options too. They all have like blades you can swap out and guards you can swap out. Um, so there's just like huge customization back into it as well. So you can make like, it's obviously there's like the tiring thing of like, there's always a Jon Snow in every single match you play, but you can make like pretty high fidelity recreations of characters um, right now, as long as they're white dudes, but hopefully that will change soon. <laughs> and then uh, you'll be able to make a wider range of people, um, a wider but, range of white dudes. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
it means that like, you know, if you want to play as Vernon Roach from the Witcher three, there's totally that hat that he wears. So you could totally make him, um, because it's one of like 60 different headpieces and they've already, they've already got more maps coming. Um, they teased one of them. Uh, they've got more, um, obviously more customization options, including like, uh, gender and skin tone options. Um, they're going to have more, um, like loads, more cosmetic pieces and stuff like that. They've talked about having more modes. Um, so yeah, I, it's a phenomenally good game. I did. I can't say enough about it. Cause it, it's like every time I play it, I just, wind up in a combination of like being really, really engaged and laughing my head off. Like we, there was a moment last night where my buddy and I were standing and a horse charged at us and we just sort of stepped out of the way and the horse ran off a cliff that was about like 20 feet high. And we just sort of in slow motion, watched this horse go through the air and we both knew what was going to happen. And then like, it hits the ground and just like crumples and ragdolls. Oh, <laughs> so it was like, obviously in real life, I don't add, I don't want to see horses die, but like in the game, we just lost it. Cause this person just it's, ran it off a cliff and it just collapsed and it killed the rider too. It's uh, like in the red dead when you're just riding along, you're like, Oh no, what happened? And you trip over a rock and yeah, everything so just comes tumbling that's down. The thing, like I, <laughs> I overheated my CPU last night because I was messing around with shadow play and i think it, it's, that's what did it um because uh i wish i could just get like a button to save the last 30 seconds as a gif because this game is like made for that every single life there is something that you that i wish i could like yeah. copy and paste into a chat somewhere because it's just full of those moments all the all the time um Ugh. yeah you're, it's, a, you're it's a, really selling me on this game it's it's a great game. I, I couldn't, I can't sell it harder. I, I think it's probably like the best, whatever, $25 you can spend on steam right now. It's 30 right now. Yeah. Uh, I got, it was one of those. Yeah. Uh, off okay. launch. All right. So uh, we're, I'm going to force us to move on, uh, yeah. but thank you for telling us all about Mord how I definitely want to check that out now. Yeah. Uh, it's giving me flashbacks to like uh, TF2, like custom maps where all you can use is melee. Yep. And I'm going to demand they put in the demo man from as a cosmetic <laughs> option, the demo man from TF2. There are fire bombs that you can throw, uh, but no, it's just, it's just the demo man with a sword and shield. Um, well, you could make then, that though, as long as they fix exactly, the yeah, option, they, you'll yeah, be able to make that. Yeah. So yeah, no, but I need, you know, it needs to have like the cosmetics of like the, the vest with the, you know, the bomb. <laughs> you know uh the blue pants or the red pants uh someone made minecraft steve and they just people leave them alone because they just use a pickaxe and hit rocks all game and it's like a code if you see minecraft steve you just don't hit them you leave them because they don't do anything they just hit rocks see it's that kind of thing that i like low-key love and i wish they got into like online games more just that okay we're just gonna leave this dude alone he's He's all right. If you take a loot and stand in the middle of the field and play it, and then you die, the people that kill you will get team killed. Cause it's like fucking leave the bard alone. He's just standing there playing the loot. Anyway, we'll move on, but it's, it's time, time until they're bought by Epic uh, <laughs> two weeks. No, uh, they're, they're too small. Epic doesn't care. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 you know, I hope these guys are really successful because it seems like their game is cool. I want to check yeah. it out. They sold 500,000 copies in the first week. Oh, great. Which wow. for 13, like a th- I think it's 13 people for 13 people. That's <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, last thing Mord, how is the weather? 
Um, it's pretty much always sunny. Um, hopefully they'll add more weather. Always sunny in Ward Howe. There are catapults. They're all catapults though. So sometimes like, again, you get like stone rain. You can't, you can't make Danny DeVito in Ward Howe because well, Danny DeVito can't die, but also like if you fuck with the height stuff, it (laughs) would just make the game unfair. You can't can't change the height. You can change the build of the person. Like the person I'm rocking right now is a, is a larger in charge dude with a battle ax and a a mall, but you can't change the the height of the character. You need some snow. It has snow. There's a there's a map with snow, but it's not actually snowing. Yeah, it's, it was snowing though. Yeah. Any, yeah. you know what this game needs? This game needs that guy who made For Honor, mm. <laughs> the, the beardy dude, the beardy guy with the like the cane sword. <laughs> uh, I would be down yeah. with cane swords in Mordhau. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all come. I'm sure. Uh, anyway, you'd be like an old man, and then you. Have, push R and they've, they've said they have said that the next thing they would do for a larger content expansion is to just to add more um like eastern armories is the way that they put it um so like chinese japanese different kinds of weapons and stuff cool uh all right uh allison erica who wants to go next you could go allison's fun <laughs> I, I i really don't have a lot to talk about because i played forager um I also played uh, Tetris 99, uh, and the weather in that is uh, always balmy. Um, it's always raining. Always raining. Always garbage. raining. Always, uh, raining, always raining Tetris blocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so they just released a, a an offline uh, mode to Tetris 99. It's uh, you, have, you have to pay for the DLC, which costs $10, which some people... fuck? So it's just Tetris? So it's just, well, no, (laughs) there's, there's two different, yeah, there's two different modes where one is just like kind of a, a more standard, um, marathon mode. And the other is, uh, offline with AI. Um, so there's, uh, multiple different levels of AI that you can, um, go up against, um, and I think they're going to be releasing more DLC. And I think that, this is basically just kind of like an expansion pass that will be cool for that DLC. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I was literally just on a, uh, on a long bus ride coming home from uh, detective Pikachu on Thursday thinking, man, I wish I could play Tetris 99 offline. And sure enough, they, uh, Nintendo provided that same day. So, um, was very no, excited serious. about that. Um, the, uh, Offline mode is, I feel like if you're, if you're somebody that wants to get into Tetris 99 more and would like a constructive place to practice, the offline mode is pretty good. Um, it's generally not too difficult. Um, the, like I've, I've been playing on the highest difficulty and, uh, I actually haven't won yet, but I always get up to like about top five. So I feel like, but like the other difficulties, I, I won pretty much handily, but if, if you want a place to practice, um, without having to deal with people who are really, really good, uh, then I, th- I think that's, this is a really good option. Um, otherwise though, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think that a lot of people are a little bit bulking at the price tag of 10 bucks. Um, but personally I've, I've 
grinded enough hours into Tetris 99 that I'm like, well, I might as well, honestly, considering how much time I, I play it because I don't really talk about it every week, but I am pretty consistently playing, um, several games a week of it still. So, uh, it's, I, I I'm just excited to have more of that. Um, yeah. And I, I, like I mentioned, I saw detective peak too. So I just, have been playing a little bit more of uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu because I, I'm like Pokemon's a really good game. How, how many ba- how, how many badges you got? I only have three right now. I I stopped playing in the middle of the rock cave, and I'm like, I see why I stopped here because it's mm-hmm. a, it's very it's a very large cave. But um, flash? No, 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 you don't. Okay. But no, it, it's just that it's like there's just so much. It's just so long, and I'm like, okay, I'm running low on potions. Mm-hmm. but I'm too stubborn to leave the cave. So surge, like you gotta make your Pikachu evolve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but <laughs> I'm in the army. <laughs> You're a pirate. We made Pokemon kill each other. <laughs> this is what an army man sounds like. <laughs> Pokemon's very good. I, I was, I have to say with, with uh, detective Pikachu, I went, I feel like the arc of my interest in that went from like, wait, why are they making this game or making this game into a movie to, Oh my God, I need to see this right now. And then suddenly I'm like, this is, this movie is it. Um, it's, it's, I feel like it's about like to give a quick review. I don't think it's going to, uh, necessarily, um, convince anybody who isn't already on board for Pokemon. Like you should become a Pokemon fan. Um, that it's it's very much geared to fans it's i feel like it's very much geared to adult fans of pokemon because it is basically like film noir except for like the last there was some new story where they have enough outtakes to make an r-rated cut of this film i honestly would not be surprised but it's but if you if you like pokemon um and if you grew up like with it like i do i have to say seeing pokemon on the big screen was very exciting they gave out um at least for this first i think for this first weekend at amc they're giving out pokemon cards and i was just like this is this is like my childhood coming back to me, which is very exciting because I went to, uh, uh, both of the first two Pokemon movies that they had in theaters and mm-hmm. they gave out Pokemon cards. And I'm like, this is, this is it. Um, and, uh, the, the one thing that I think is really, really nice about it though, is, uh, that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about is I feel like everybody who's in it is like, fully on board with making this movie. Like it doesn't feel like any of the people making it are phoning it in, which is just kind of delightful. Um, because it, because basically like you have Ryan Reynolds, who's Pikachu, you have, um, Ken Watanabe, who's the police chief and you have, uh, Bill Nye, who's, uh, basically this like Pokemon industrialist guy. Um, but they're all basically like, fully on board and it's it, which makes it kind of delightful like they don't do any of the uh you know you know when they make like a movie or a tv show and they kind of are like this premise is kind of dumb but we're making it into a movie um th- they're basically like no this premise is great you should guys or, should love this premise or the pokemon which, musical or, or the pokemon musical oh my god i'm still spider-man turn out the dark <laughs> off you- the dark if you guys need to have anybody who's listening, if you need to have uh, like, if you have 30 minutes to kill, 
go onto YouTube and watch the Pokemon live, uh, behind the scenes special. Um, because this is, a uh, um, musical that they made back in like back at the height of Pokemon stuff, except they're basically making a musical based off of the TV show. It's very bad. <laughs> they have a poke. They have like a physical manifestation of the Pokedex. Um, all the characters are clearly like w- way older than they're supposed to be, but yet they still act like children. So, uh, Ash is like, come on, mom, I'm, I'm okay. But he's like clearly in his twenties and you're just like <laughs> vaguely uncomfortable. Hey, relatable. The Broadway actor, Andrew Reynolds is James. And you can tell he like hates his life while, while making this, this documentary. <laughs> it is, it is. Like it is an experience. So making a Pokemon live on YouTube, if you have, if you have 23 minutes, it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, If you've got an hour and 42 minutes, I highly suggest going and watching the leaked version of detective Pikachu that leaked on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it'll complete your life. Uh, highly highly recommended. Uh, Yeah. That Pikachu is too damn cute. Um, I, I immediately bought a giant stuffed Pikachu. Oh my God. <laughs> it is supposed to be life-sized. I was just saw it at target yesterday while I was doing grocery shopping. And I'm like, you know, I think I need this in my life. Treat so, yourself. Uh, so I was carrying, I was doing like basic, like adult grocery shopping and then like carrying this Pikachu with me. With my right. groceries. So, so Allison, having now seen the movie, do you think Ryan Reynolds did well or would it have been better with Danny DeVito? Oh, I feel like it would have been so different with Danny DeVito. <laughs> I I kind of wish that there were just two versions because uh, that's the R-rated version. Because <laughs> <laughs> carrying uh, a ham. Because Ryan Reynolds does a really good job, and he's really really funny, but also sells a lot of heart to it. Like, there's a lot of I I got surprisingly emotional through a lot of it. Um, and there are some genuinely pretty decent plot twists in there. So I'm just like, I'm he like Ryan Reynolds did a really great job of, of selling both like the humor of like, Hey, I'm an adult man in a Pikachu, like playing Pikachu. Um, but also like some of the heart of it. So, uh, but, I, but dang, I do wish that there was like, like I, I hope that on the Blu-ray or the DVD, they have like an alternate take, which is just Danny DeVito dubbing over it. I, w- I would buy that Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure someone out there could get him to dub over it. Like they've got him reading like Danny DeVito facts on like radio shows and stuff. I'm sure they could get <laughs> him to dub over the Pikachu movie. Yeah. Uh, and the one last thing I'll say is that, uh, you should all also read the interview with Bill Nye, who uh, basically like got very into Pokemon while making this. And it's very cute. Talks about how his p- favorite Pokemon is quote unquote, the ancient Mew. Uh, and <laughs> he had a, uh, he's, it was very sweet and he was given things from it. And he says the phrase like Pikachu who could resist. And it's just, it's very good. Wow. Uh, that does sound very good. Uh, two things related to Pokemon. One, did y'all see they're re- remaking the first movie? 
Mewtwo, yes. Mewtwo Strikes Back. And oh yeah, looked, I saw that. Terrible. Yeah, they're reanimating it, right? It, it's it's 3D yeah. animated, and it just does not look good. And it's like I think it's a shot for shot remake. As yeah, far as I can tell, like they've got Pikachu slapping Pikachu. Oh god, <laughs> like, so so sad. yeah, it's yeah. Like why they gotta like that movie is good. I have a it's good. Not, if you think that movie is good, I would recommend you not watch it as an adult. It, it, you know, I it's messed up. It's memory in my heart yes. of it being good. Please of do. Me, Pokemon, Pokemon of me cry to say that. Yes, I did too. I loved that movie, but I watched it again a few years ago and just hold the memory in your heart. I don't know that this remake is as bad compared to the original as you as it might look. Uh, that song at the beginning's a banger. Pikachu's vacation was that on the first one or was that with the second one? That was the first. I think one? That was the first one. And yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, second thing, did I ever tell you that for my high school graduation, I convinced someone, quote unquote, convinced someone to sing the Pokemon theme song for our graduation in front of everyone's parents? Yeah, oh, I think no. you told us that story, but I don't know if you've told them. <laughs> he was he was like, go to audition, <laughs> and then like a week before he was supposed to audition for like the graduation performance he's like i decided not to do that song does anyone have any suggestions i was like the pokemon song and then he auditioned for it with that and then i mentioned it to someone like his like lady rival in like the drama department and she's like if he's gonna do something stupid he's not gonna get in and then he got in (laughs) and then uh (laughs) podcast guest uh dante douglas who joined us many months ago was james or not james uh brock and someone dressed up as pikachu and ash and misty and they danced and sang back up uh for this at our high school graduation wow i i I wish i could have seen that uh you can oh my god provide you video evidence uh in the later uh yes (laughs) later (laughs) we'll check this out later We'll send it to the porn hub. podcast. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> go up on the Pornhub. Uh, no, that's I'm not going to do that to those people. Uh, they're not all of age at the time in that video. So, um, uh, Erica Hernandez, how yes. is how speaking, is the weather? Speaking, speaking of being of age, uh, <laughs> how is the weather in this wrestling graphic novel? Yeah, actually, I'm going to talk about K-pop first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so actually the first line of that song of the song I'm about to talk about, uh, has the word blue sky in it. So I think it's probably good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Weather. <laughs> they, they, turn, they turn cloudy, turn gray, blue skies, turn gray. I don't know. Not in, not in this music video. It's only okay. about happiness and good times and I love it. Baseball loving aliens. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, it, so I'm questioning these aliens and their interests, <laughs> but okay. Okay. Um, so my, my favorite group, the boys, um, they just came back with their, their new song, bloom, bloom. Um, so I have been, they they are. (laughs) Um, So like, I've been trying to figure out, um, been navigating like those, like, korean music shows and like how that to is, vote for them and that is that is a trip okay <laughs> yeah so <laughs> the other thing too is that twice is currently also promoting one of their songs so i've been like very conflicted about like oh my god i can't listen to any twice songs right now 
like, so anyway, the boys got their first win. I'm very excited about oh, it. Super hard for it. <laughs> I was like streaming way too hard. I had to like, there's like weird rules about streaming and that like, you can't like, watch this the music video on repeat because then they think you're a bot so then you have to watch like two to three videos in between <laughs> it was just like a whole thing and then like the the app that i use to vote for them on like one of the music shows there's like you have to get 10 points equals like one vote um and then there's like pre-voting and then there's like oh live voting <laughs> i bet on that app because i was doing that when luna was promoting butterflies <laughs> i feel you but yeah for non-k-pop people like a music show in is like a really 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 big deal like it's yeah. it's like it's a big kind of rite of passage and like certain groups, if, especially if they have like a big company behind them, they pretty much get it right away. Like I'm pretty sure Itzy got it like immediately. Yeah, I think um, they did. But, but if you have like, kind of, like kind of from a smaller company or you're kind of like an underdog group, then getting a win is a really big deal. Yeah. Like the boys are still a rookie group. They're on a, they're the only group managed by their company at this point. Like they're, they're very small. Um, I mean, there's 12 members, but they're, they don't have a big fandom yet. So, um, but so, so they're like yeah. the young lions of the K-pop world. <laughs> um, the thing is that there's always there's all like there's a lot of young lions. Okay. <laughs> They're not the only like, there's a lot of boys. Yeah. There's like yeah. there's like twelve of them. Just, there's twelve of them. Yeah. Just, I, I pulled that number out of my ass. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have a chance to count because there's so many. You pulled twelve, 12. boys out of your ass. <laughs> oh boy, boy, do I have an episode title for this one? Uh, <laughs> So this, like, done. this app that like you have to do it for the porn <laughs> this app that you have to like vote on like in there's certain there's different ways to get points but one of them is like you to enable like a lock screen for that app and like they have a few groups to choose from so i chose twice <laughs> so now to unlock the, to use this app i have to like select a very specific picture of jihyo and a very specific picture of sana in order to like use the app and then every time i do that i get two like silver stars and like 10 of them like become like a vote for that i can use um but whatever so they got their win they weren't on the show when they won they were like in japan for something and then like so their management company made them finish like their dance practice <laughs> after that they came in and like with a cake and told them they won and everybody cried and i cried and, like, <laughs> and it was ugly <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's it's very cute it's a very good song it's a very good music video um there are there's baseball and there are aliens and or there, there are implied aliens, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend the boys in general. Um, and now I can listen to fancy by twice again. So, that's a good song. Yeah, it's really good. So <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so let me tell you about wrestling. Um, <laughs> my, to my video game podcast i'm bringing k-pop wrestling and comic books hey, you um, act as though this isn't uh, like hasn't happened before in one episode yeah this is also really on brand for me <laughs> this is why, like, i haven't been playing any video games at all this, this is all as erica's been gone for a while and this is all she's yeah. been doing is watching this show about apparently they're doing like a j-pop version of this the show now i saw that uh, produce 
maybe I think so. I don't know if it's the same name, but like that kind of like idol making show. They're like doing a Japanese J pop version of it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. They should do it. Uh, wait, I was going to say they should do it with wrestling, but they totally have done it with wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely have. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Oh yeah. What, one of the members from the boys was on produce 101 season two. All right. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently got fucked over really bad in it. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen, seen it. Like the editing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that they made him seem like a really, kind of unlikable through a lot of oh, it. my my favorite person on produce uh 48 had that happen to her so i feel you yeah so i don't know whatever he seems very nice i'm not worried about it <laughs> and their, their song's doing well so i'm super not worried about it <laughs> okay so let me tell you about my book <laughs> so for full disclosure well first is called the comic book story of professional wrestling um it's by aubrey sitter sitterson um for full disclosure i didn't pay for the book <laughs> um uh i was gifted to me by a friend of the show uh, uh chris edgerton and he also um has been on Aubrey's podcast before. Um, they're, they're friends. And, um, also like I used to, uh, I was a patron of his podcast when it was still going, um, called straight shoot and uh, which no longer exists, but it was really good. And I recommend going back and listening to old ones. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so this comic book story though, I'm going to tell you is really, really good. Um, it's kind of like, it's almost like a an illustrated textbook. It's really in depth about the whole history of wrestling. I mean, obviously that you know there's some stuff that had to be left out cuz you know, it's it's a book. It's not going to you can't write literally everything, but it's pretty I think it's actually really well done and I think what was selected what to get in the book was well thought out um they, they start from you know the carney days and even pre-carney um just like random dudes like fighting each other for honor you know <laughs> and just like um and then yeah then they they just go on to like how the transition from like if fixed wrestling but like trying to make it seem like it's legitimate wrestling by making it last hours and you know there's really boring and but whatever people were still into it i guess <laughs> to like the spectacle of wrestling and like and slowly becoming like is like having finishes and things like that and not just finishing moves and uh and it's really cool it's really well done um the the art in it is really good it's it's a little over the top in a way that i think you want from something about wrestling like everybody's drawn excessively muscular like, you know just like the faces have, or have you know fun angles to them um but yeah i don't know it's <laughs> to say about it though that like i it, it won me over basically because there's an entire chapter dedicated to like like Japanese wrestling, um, you know, like all my, all my dudes are in it. All, all my dudes are in it. <laughs> so is cheeseburger in it? actually, I don't think cheeseburgers <laughs> is big breakfast guy in it. Yeah, I think he is. I'm almost positive. He is <laughs> That's like the only thing I remember about Japanese wrestling, by the way. <laughs> I mean, what else do you need really? <laughs> so, um, but anyway, yeah, like, 
Yeah, a cheeseburger is not in it. I'm checking in the back right now. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> yeah, he, but, he hasn't yet made his mark. He'll be in the next volume. Yeah. So that's what I was going to get is that I really want there to be a next volume because my issue, my one issue with this, and I think it's really, it's good. What, what I really like about it too, is that it's not, it, it had like a whole section talking about like how problematic some like old wrestling gimmicks have been for like minorities <laughs> in general. Um, and just like that there's, he's not like afraid to, say like hey some of this is not okay and it wasn't okay then and it's especially not okay looking back at it um but my my biggest issue is the the lack of women in the book um and like the the joshi pro wrestle pro has kind of got like a it's got its own page so it's not as bad there um <laughs> and there's you know there's some good like women of lucha in there too but then like when it comes to like wwe women wrestlers like there's like one page all the way at the end i think it's actually literally like the second to last page in the book that says something like hey you know we didn't get a chance to talk about women uh sorry about that <laughs> but <laughs> on a goof uh, i mean yeah it's uh, yeah he acknowledges that like a lot of it is just because you know women haven't really been given their time in american wrestling um which is changing now um and this he's like acknowledging that he's like talking about like you know the nxt women and like sasha banks and bailey and becky lynch and all that and how they're you know kind of like changing how that's going now but like you know china is just one tiny picture you know <laughs> like lita's like a little picture next to her and there are some women i guess <laughs> and like you know it it wasn't it kind of rubbed me the wrong way i guess um and like i mean he's not wrong like the wrestling for women has been long respected in japan and even i would say to a lesser extent but still in mexico but like yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's, sorry it's rough. Sorry, Go ahead. if you heard that slamming sound of my cat <laughs> destroying my tea mug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. okay, he's cute. He gets away with it. <laughs> it's like a sweet gift for shaving me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's mad. He's mad because he's bald now. <laughs> like, can you really body. blame him? <laughs> You, just, you got a summer trim. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I would say that the, the book is really well done. It's It filled in a lot of gaps in my knowledge. I wish that it would have filled in some more gaps in terms of the history of women's wrestling and especially like Joshi wrestling. Like I have a lot of gaps there. Like I don't know much about it at all. And it's something that I want to have the time to dive into <laughs> but haven't yet um and i was kind of hoping that this book was going to do that for me and it didn't um but overall i highly recommend it especially if you like wrestling or cared about wrestling at one point he called it the one true sport like maybe like five times in the first two pages <laughs> 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 Yes. 
Jackson. <laughs> it's the one true sport. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. It's really the cute. wild card rule. <laughs> it's know. very fun. Um, and it's a really good read. Um, Xavier accidentally bought it also. Um, he what? bought like a physical copy. Like I was gifted a digital copy and then he went to a bookstore and bought it not oh. knowing that I had it too. That, that is a meaty book. And you're yeah. telling me there's one page where they go, sorry, we didn't talk about women. Yep. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, here it is. Here's the one page about like, Hey, women can <laughs> wrestle too like like look, yeah. look at china look at how little she is <laughs> that doesn't that's not an accurate representation in my opinion <sighs> so i don't know i'm like a little salty that's, about it that's a bummer yeah. uh, i feel like that's it, reasonable to be salty about to be honest yeah like i mean they got bull nakano on like the joshi page though so like i'm okay with that because i like her a lot um and they got her like my favorite makeup on her <laughs> um so i don't do know they, do they talk about how asuka used to write for famitsu they or talk about asuka like, but not that <laughs> japanese xbox magazine or something <laughs> wow i didn't know that she, actually. Yeah, no, she, was a, she was a games journalist before she became a wrestler that's amazing i didn't, <laughs> I didn't think i could that. like her more but <laughs> before she became you like, found a way there's kana or whatever and then yeah uh anyway yeah uh so the weather is somewhat disappointing at the, <laughs> towards the end of the book yeah like but the rest of it sounds mostly delightful. good and then just a little bit a little bit cloudy at the end yeah <laughs> well hopefully they get a chance to make a, a follow-up and further elaborate yeah. and be like hey yo fuck hulk hogan but i saw his face when i looked oh. at the amp- Wait, does Macho Man make an appearance? Uh, he's in oh, the book. Yes. He's in the he has <laughs> okay. to. Like, I will Macho say Man Hulk Hogan, Hogan are such a massive part of American wrestling. Like, yeah. yeah. And do they talk like, about how Vince... Really it without him. Uh, yeah, do they talk about how Vince hates Macho Man for some reason? Um, no, Vince, Vince makes an appearance. He's, he's in plenty of pages, but like, no, <laughs> that wasn't covered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really want to watch those Dark Side of the Ring Vice uh, specials. Uh, some of them sound really interesting. Um, I hear some of them aren't, you know, done perfectly, but they're supposed to be pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to talk super long about my game because I just started playing it today, uh, and I spent a lot of time just grinding and then going fuck this and then playing some gotcha games on my phone and then going back to the game and then finally getting where i need to go uh, i played some xenoblade chronicles 2 a hot release uh from the year of our lord 2017 <laughs> december uh i'm like so I, I played that game for like 40 45 hours back in like you know end of this or end of 2017 beginning of 2018 I'm going to put it down for whatever other games came out. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this for now. I'll come back to it someday or whatever. And that day is a a year and a half later. Um, (laughs) And I had, I I was like, I'm just going to jump back in. I don't want to play another 40 hours to like get back to where I was and stuff. And I was just like, I don't remember how to play this game. I don't remember what I'm doing where I'm supposed to go. Like, I remember like the basic beats of the story, 
uh and I, like the combat's not super difficult but i just had all these moments of like oh god wait who am i supposed to talk to what do i need uh and eventually i figured it out and then had to like beat my head against this boss for like an hour just because it was killing me like in really unfair ways i thought but then as soon as i, I equipped the right thing i i googled it as like why can't i beat this boss it's like oh it's doing this kind of damage at this point so you should equip this kind of like charm or ox core auxiliary core on your or what do they call it on your blades uh which are like the weird boob ladies that follow you they're not weird they're just boob ladies that follow you around uh not all of them are ladies <laughs> not all of them have boobs uh, but a lot of them are have, boob lace. Uh, yeah. the main the main uh the main one who is your partner of the main character is is two boob ladies actually uh, mild spoiler for xenoblade chronicles 2 pyra is actually also mithra or mithra uh mithra maybe uh they're the same person but it's like split personality kind of and they can like change and they have different power like one's light power and then one's firepower they have different personalities but they can like communicate with each other i, I don't know there's there's one guy who's a prince and he's like super unlucky like he falls off he like gets thrown off cliffs and he's basically like team rocket but just like two people instead of three uh, and his blade is this lady who is electric and her like joints are all like light bulbs and she wears a top hat and the top hat is a light bulb. It's, it's got some pretty good design when it's not just boob ladies. Um, you've got like a robot lady who's with you and then like, yeah, uh, the games it's, it's all right. Uh, it's not like the most complicated or anything. I think I'm like halfway through, uh, and the story is like starting to get interesting and it's kind of bringing up, um, issues around like slavery and like, are the blades and the humans that different and why like are humans like subjugating blades and taking away their culture or not allowing them to have, uh, not allowing them to have culture. Um, so I'm interested in seeing where they take that because, I would not be surprised if they raise all these points and then just never make good on them, which seems to be how a lot of games have tended to go recently. I don't know. A lot of games I've played, I just feel like, oh, they raised these interesting points and oh, it's it didn't hit what I wanted it to. Like Nino Kuni was, I think, a major uh, game that just did not do what I thought it was capable of doing or by like the promise that I thought I had. Uh, so yeah, I'm probably going to put some more time into that since I'm so broke. Uh, it's, it's like a gotcha game. Like you're getting, you get like crystals and you use the crystal and then it gives you like a new blade and some of them are rare and they have like personalities and like individual art styles. And the others are just like weird kind of white and gray, like humanoid or beast shapes that all have like certain kinds of weapons uh so yeah uh it's a neat thing and they've all got welsh accents i don't know they, they really do um does the uh combat get any either different or that was a big thing that kind of drove me from uh, how how far did you get i got a decent amount i don't know like I, I i was getting more blades like i didn't just have yeah. Pyra. like yeah uh so like 
yes and no. Like you get more abilities. And so, yeah. Okay. So you can have three blades equipped and each blade has an elemental affinity. And then you can have three people in your party. And so as you are going through combat, it's kind of like MMO combat. You're just kind of like auto attacking. And then you hit either X, Y, or B uh, to do like a special move. And then that charges up your like party gauge or whatever. And then you can have like up to four charges on your party gauge and your NPC party members are also doing that. And then you can use the party gauge to do like a special move. And then those chain into the moves from the other people. So if I use like an element, like an electric one, and then I can combo like a water one off of it. And then from the water one, I can do like a stone one. Maybe that's just an example. I don't know. Uh, and then, so then you get to do like a whole big, like, you know, do a whole bunch of damage with that move. And my criticism with that is they don't like make them look different enough. Like is like the, depending on the kind of weapon that the, uh, blade uses that third instance always looks the same, uh, which is lame. Uh, but, you know, it'd be nice because you're doing it so often. So it'd be nice to have a little bit more of a, you know, variation. But then, like, you know, you're switching between your blades to do, like, different things. Like, oh, well, this blade can launch people up. And then it, once they get launched, then they get knocked down when they land on the ground. And then, like, this uh, with this one, I can attack from behind and do more damage. Or I can attack from the side and do more damage. Um, so there's a little bit more to the combat but not like an insane amount so yeah i don't know if like i don't know if that would keep you interested it's like a good podcast game because you spend a lot of time running around and fighting stuff and then you can uh, pause it for the story stuff but yeah how many times have you heard rex say i like the way you think oh god <laughs> i don't know I, i've uh probably a lot in that first 40 hours uh maybe <laughs> i don't even know uh yeah uh, it's it's not bad uh i think it's kind of the perfect thing for me right now because i've been wanting to play an rpg and then i've also been playing a ton of gotcha games on my phone so it falls right in there uh yeah I've, i was also playing another eden and then it, i realized that every single character that you get for your party is a woman except like the main character is a guy, but then every like person you get, you pull out of time from other spaces is a lady. I'm like, wait, what? It's weird. Uh, but okay. They can all fight. That's nice. Uh, yeah. The weather in Xenoblade Chronicles two is usually pretty good, but I just got to a snowy place. Uh, and things aren't going so well for the kingdom of Tantal, Tanta, Tantal. Uh, so I don't know. We're going to, maybe we'll fix things. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and does anyone have anything they'd like to talk about? No? Okay. Uh, then that is going to do it for episode 66, I guess. 69. The, no. <laughs> we already had that exact episode. <laughs> we already did episode well, Okay, so then this is episode 69 slash 66. It's the ah, reverse of what we already had. There we go. You're right. This is why I just wanted to be episode 70. Uh, people. <laughs> you people. I, you know what? I never should have had episode 67 or 68. It was a mistake. I should have gone right to episode 70. Uh, you 
can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold and or pirated. Uh, if you'd like to leave us a review, that would be much appreciated to help us uh, get, you know, learn how to be better at our podcasting job and, you know, bring us the con bring you the content you would like. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Looking at cats. Mm. There you go. Allison, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And the Detective Pikachu Twitter account has assigned Mr. Mime as my Pokemon. So now I'm getting sent Mr. Mime gifts, so send help. <laughs> I, I should do that. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at... You can send me uh, recommendations for what songs I should play on the loot in Mordheim. Mordheim, Mordhau, Mordheim is a Warhammer thing. Mordhau at just your PC. So far I have uh, Coheed and Cambria's Welcome Home, The Rude Sandstorm, John Cena's The Time Is Now, and uh, <laughs> Smash Mouth All Star, which I'll be what playing else live. Then, like, <laughs> I think you've got like uh, a really good roster there. Hopefully for an entire server full of people. Um, <laughs> you can also find my writing at gamingconfidence.com. I think you need some K-pop on there. Maybe That's fresh. a good point. Oh. You're right. How about some fresh yeah. prints? Uh, maybe that might or like there. some Sonic fan fiction, like <laughs> not Sonic. Download some Sonic fan fiction that like dramatic readings from YouTube. And the problem is it's got to be MIDI files, so it can't. The lyrics part. Better. That's like the challenge with a lot of hip hop is that if it's like if you want it for the the rap, then it's not going to work. Uh, uh, I got to be beats basically. Well, if you wanted it to be true to Sonic, I'm oh, sorry, Sonic, Sonic Canon. You could use uh, Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> That's true. I should probably put that on there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The kid next to me at Detective Pikachu was so excited about that Sonic movie, by the way. Yeah, I believe it. The trailer came out and he was just like, oh my God, we have to see that to his dad. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, wait. How do you well. the, how do you get the Pokemon? You just tweet hashtag Pika Pika. Uh, no, there's a like so, a their pinned there's tweet? a specific tweet. Let me, yeah, I think it's a pinned one. And they want to see want we want to see you say. God Pika damn it! Pika, no, it's not that one. Justice? Okay, <laughs> let me find it. Let me find it. No, I I want you to, to see what Pokemon you get. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they assigned uh, Mr. Mind to me, so now they're sending the courteousest of uh, gifts to me on a regular basis. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I really hope that you're the only person they're doing this to. <laughs> they're just like, everybody else has a nice one. And it's like, no, they're just, Allison gets Mr. Mind. <laughs> Uh, uh, Pat, where can people find you? Then you can find me at Jester PC at, on Twitter, <laughs> and you can also find my writing at gamingandconfidence.com. Great. I'm writing work for that writing, and it's really good. Sorry. Erica, Erica, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me this Wednesday at the Stray Kids concert in Newark, apparently. Hey. Nice. <laughs> um, but you can also find me on Twitter uh, at A I R E H C U H N. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm barely on the internet at this point because homework. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right. You can find me on Twitter, uh, on Twitter at coolslaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Just amazed at what Randy Pitchford is putting the world through. Uh, da -da. Okay, wait. Okay, I'm going to get my Pokemon. Then. Yeah. I got to get my Pokemon. Let's see, see how do I, wait, what do I do? You just like that tweet. Oh, okay. How fast is it? It's like pretty automatic. It, yeah. you just okay. then go to your notifications. 
All right. I'm waiting. I, I, I heard the tweet. Please, please, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I How like much to- do I want to pay for middies to put them on a loot in Mordhau? Uh, uh, to pay for middies, just go to Ultimate Guitar and download the Guitar Pro and then export a MIDI. <laughs> I know it depends on the song, though. If it's depending on how recent it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's. Uh, oh man, hmm. the riveting ending we've got here. Yeah, I know. Right, <laughs> it's, it's, this Pokemon thing is not working. It? Maybe is it auto? It automatically just sent it over in my. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Maybe it's not uh, doing it anymore. Well. Yeah. All right. Fine. Uh, no, you'll never I, know. I, well, your your partner Pokemon is whatever you want it to be. Well, oh, it's an Arcanine. It- Yay. <laughs> Mine whereas was Psyduck. I, I whereas think I'm stuck with Mr. Mine. I got uh, the best one. And maybe think of it this way, Allison. Mr. Mime is stuck in here with you. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Good night, I don't know if that makes sense better. All right. Well, have a good rest of your week, everybody. Do it for us here. Bye. 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 Bye.